What's going on, guys? I'm today's show. For kids, we got a great show for you. We're talking a little NBA offseason. We are doing Old Man Yells at the Sky, NFC West Breakdown, our new segment, Big Board Season, and Final Thoughts. So let's go. June 26th, and we have got a new MVP in the NBA. Jonas wrapped it up last night. I got to say, one of the uh, better MVPs I've ever felt. That speech he gave gave me the feels about his brothers and everything. Love that he got the MVP and wrapped that award up. I agree. It was a great speech, and there's been quite a few. I'll give the NBA guys, when the MVPs, when they won the MVP, like Derek Rose had a good one, KD had a good one, but yeah, it had been a couple of years. Yeah. Jonas had a very good speech. I agree. I, li- I like seeing that. To all the Harden stands out there, I don't care that he didn't win. Giannis plays both ways very well, if you haven't noticed. So I'm cool with Giannis winning the MVP. Harden coming in second. Whatever. The one thing I will say about the award night, because I don't really give a shit about the NBA outside of free agency, which I think is the most interesting part of the NBA nowadays. Absolutely. Marcus Smart won the Hustle Award. Love that move. Red Auerbach would be smiling right now if he was in this world. So that's all I had on the awards last night. Yeah, he's deserving. He, He plays hard. I'm cool with that. So sticking on the NBA, because we've been off for about a week, the NBA draft happened. We have a a mutual friend of ours, actually Alex, who did last week's podcast, stepped in, texting me like, who do I think in the NBA draft? I can honestly say that the NBA draft could go by, and I wouldn't really care. Like, it is a blip on my radar. You pretty much know who's going in what order. There's not. It's not like the NFL draft where you can have some surprising moves. It's it's a boring draft. It is. It's very boring. I mean, I actually, I'll be honest, I didn't watch it. I knew who the top three picks yep. were going to be. Um, I, I watched, I, I knew who the top three were going to be, and I, the only thing I'll say is Reddish maybe fell a little bit, who I don't even think is that, I don't think Cam Reddish is that great player anyway, but a lot of people were saying how he fell. But yeah, uh, the draft, yeah, blip on my radars. Eh. I followed through Twitter. That's about it. It went exactly as I thought it was going to go. As pretty much everybody thought, we go outside of the camera thing. Zion's gonna be fun as shit to watch. Oh, for sure. For the people who are like already starting to lay the groundwork to rip on Zion, the one advantage Zion has as a rookie, the biggest thing people typically struggle with is the physicality of the game. That boy ain't struggling with that part of the game. <laughs> He's Not changed. Yeah, it so, would be perfectly fine there. It was cool to see how much Zion cared when he was drafted. You could see it yes. really hit him. That was cool. Um, Obviously, his mom played a huge role in his life, so that was cool. But yeah, I, it's cool to see Zion. It's you can't not like you can't not like him. You know what I mean? He's awesome. He's amazing. He is the best, like best college player we've seen in a long time. But he's very humble about it. I like it. Oh, he's awesome. Like I love Zion. I don't think there's been a more beloved Duke player, definitely. Oh, for sure. But a more beloved, just like awesome talent going number one. I don't. Th- I can't remember of one outside of maybe like Shaq way back in the day. But even his personality wasn't showing like Zion. I remember watching a special on Zion when he was in high school and him hanging out with like his brother and stuff. And you could just tell this is a humble, good dude, raised right. So very excited for him and his career. His yeah. suit game was hilarious. Um, <laughs> the no tie, open like shirt, little very casual. Suit. It was awesome. The one other note I have about the draft. 
was ESPN pulled off one of the most, the biggest troll I've ever seen. You know how they always do, like, what do you need? For the Knicks, they just put everything. <laughs> I literally just right across the banner. It's not untrue. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah right. It was an all-time troll job. Literally, just, they can't go wrong. Just pick the best player at one of these positions. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You're going to fuck up their career anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you get Durant, he's not going to play this year anyway, so you can just draft a small forward as well. Yeah, I honestly don't even think they're going to get him. I think the Knicks are going to get Nobody cares about the Knicks. If the Knicks weren't in New York, nobody would give a damn about that franchise. Yeah. The only reason anybody gives a damn is because they're in the middle of the sports media mecca. <laughs> yeah, the Knicks have had no appeal since. I mean, Melo brought a little bit of zest yeah. to it. I mean, he did. He hadn't gone to the playoffs, but not making any real noise. So the Knicks haven't really been relevant since, like, Patrick Ewing. Let's be serious. Yep, they're a terrible franchise. They're probably going to get nobody. Iguodala was out there this week saying nobody's going to New York. That's funny. <laughs> it's just been a rough week if you're a New York Knicks fan. That was funny. Um, I saw that. <laughs> that's all I have on the NBA right now until free agency gets kicked off. Yeah. There's not really much to report on that front. But one of my favorite, I don't know if you saw this last night, my all-time Man Yells at Sky character, Danny Cannell, was on Twitter. I had kind of forgotten College Baseball World Series was ongoing. It's not actually a bad watch. I threw it on after it's I not. saw this tweet. It's kind I of like that better than Major League Baseball. I do. I, yes, very much so. Like, I was doing some work while doing it, but it was a good watch. Uh, the Michigan story is awesome, how they're just ripping through it, and they were the last team in. But Danny Cannell, he's the man who was dying on the hill against the bat flips. He tweeted out last night, and I quote, starts with bat flips, and now we have dudes running around the bases yelling at everyone, dot, dot, dot. But we love it, right? Question mark, SMH. And then he responded with the classic, because he got absolutely ratioed on Twitter. Of course. He responded with, and it's always great when you see the guys go back to the lab and they come back with this. Wonder how many of these players responding played baseball past Little League. Oh, great. Now we got the, oh, you didn't play the sport. (laughs) You can't have an opinion here. (laughs) Oh, getting raked across the coals. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a terrible take. I love a bat flip. Um, as well documented, I don't. I'm not a big baseball guy, but one thing that does get me hype is a nice walk off home run. I mean, you just. Yes. I I love that shit. I mean, that's just so badass. Just go up there, boom, just end the game, whip the fucking bat. Let's go. I, I love it. I love a good bat flip. <laughs> yeah. God forbid you show a little emotion in a yeah. dead sport. Like you're hyped. That's yeah. cool. As fans. When something like that happens, we jump up and show expression. God forbid the people that are actually putting the sweat, blood, and tears into the sport have a little fucking emotion instead of setting the bat down lightly and just trotting around the bases. Heaven forbid you're excited. Yeah. I mean, every generation has their thing. His generation had steroids. We have bat flips. So, yeah. But, yeah, I do love these dudes. He is an absolute character to watch on Twitter, because it is funny just watching him get bodied, but old man yells at the sky, Danny Cannell, never fails to impress. Now, let's get into the real stuff. The NFC West. We've made it through most of the league. This one I actually had a bit of a trouble with, so we're previewing the NFC West. Number one, in, I, I think our one and fours are definitely going to be the same. Uh, it's the middle guys that I had a little bit of an issue with, but let's start with the King of the West, the St. Louis Rams. Not a huge offseason for them. I mean... They think they got the winning formula. They went to Wait the Super Bowl last year. Did you just say St. Louis? I did say they're always going to be St. Louis, just like the Chargers <laughs> are always to be San Diego. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll be honest. 
I was only like half paying attention to you, and then, I, and then I was like halfway through that. Like you said, like eight more words, and I was like, "He just said St. Louis." <laughs> yeah, it is Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Didn't really rock the boat this off season. I mean, they think they've got the winning formula. Went to the Super Bowl last year. Didn't put up a whole lot of points. Not huge additions. A couple subtractions that might give you a little worry, but big additions: Eric Weddle, Clay Matthews, obviously. Um, you got Sue leaving. Where do we think the Rams are going to finish this year? Or how do we think they're going to do? I, I don't think they're going to be much different than last year. I think they're going to be another powerhouse in the NFC. I, I like this team. They haven't made many moves. It's because the past two years they made so many fucking moves. Like yep. they, They're kind of cap-strapped. But, I mean, it'll be, they really started missing Cooper Cup last year, I think, when he went down. I think that was kind of a turning point. The Rams, in the, for the, the first two-thirds of the season, were unbeatable. But once Cooper Cup went down and Todd Gurley started dealing with those issues, they kind of came back to reality a little bit. But I still like him this year. Yeah, I'm with you. You hit it right on the head. The Cooper Cup is the Julian Edelman to to, um, Jared Goff. Like, without him, the offense just doesn't run as efficiently. The numbers are hugely different when he's in. So getting him back is big. I'm with you. I mean, the formula is, is good. Sean McVay seems to have learned from the loss in the Super Bowl about how he needs to not overthink some things sometimes. The team is set up for some success. The only thing that would make you a little bit nervous is that run defense. Losing Sue, that is tough to replace, but it's not like you don't have the greatest machine in all of football in Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah. That defense, adding Eric Weddle, too, is big. Clay Matthews obviously isn't the player he used to be, but still a nice veteran piece to add. Um, we'll make some plays here and there. I'm with you. I mean, they're number one. I think they probably do the same thing. They're probably a 12, 13-win team again. The yeah. schedule is relatively nice to them. Um, I was looking through the NFC West schedules. A lot of them have some tough like road stretches, but the Rams are the Rams. I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, I mean, I love the receiving core. One thing I'd be a little concerned about, I am a little concerned about Todd Gurley. Fantasy-wise, I am not touching him. No, sir. I am, <laughs> no, not touching him, unless he's like somehow drops to the second or the third. But I think someone will get him before that. But no, he's off my board for me. Um, yeah. That's not to say he's not a good player. I think he could still go out and get 1,500 yards. But I'm a little concerned about him because they're saying he may you know, have somewhat of a snap count. His knee is definitely deteriorating. Um, yes. So... There's a little concern there. But, I mean, as far as, you know, Jared Goff, that's just another year. I think it's not his fourth, maybe fifth season. So you have to think he's going to continue to make strides, especially with McVay. So, yeah, I like this team. I agree. 12, 13 wins. Yeah. I mean, I have no no problems with the offense. I'm with you on the Todd Gurley thing. Todd Gurley is a sad story because it's yeah. – he's, he's, he's our generation's player where it's like, God, there's so much talent there, and the knee is just going. He's sort of like uh, – not – the same because he is better but Cadillac Williams is the guy that comes to mind yeah. like you could see the explosion but the knee just deteriorates yeah. it's a bummer one good thing yeah. about Gurley is he um, he has gotten paid yes this is true he's made his money so hopefully hopefully saved it wisely um I'm with you yeah not much to do on on them um that's like I said the top and the bottom of this division pretty easy it's the middle so let's get into the meat and bones of this I'm starting with the 49ers the 49ers are probably the most interesting case to me right now. This team added uh, Quan Alexander from my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's a great player, good sideline to sideline linebacker. Added D Ford, um, added Jordan Matthews. They drafted Nick Boza and who, a guy we very much like in oh, Debo Samuel. Love Debo. So there's a lot. They've been slowly piecing some some assets together on this 49 team. My concerns, I think you you have to look at the quarterback position with Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't really know what you're getting with him yet. Everybody says he's going to be a good quarterback, but 
We don't know. Um, this was a very hyped team. You've got yes. Nick Bosa and the Bosa boys who, if they're not wrapped in bubble wrap, who knows what's going to happen with them uh, injury-wise. So how do we stand on, on the 49ers and, and what they're, they're looking like this year? Um, I'll be honest. I've never I, – I think Jimmy Garoppolo is comparable to his coach and his GM. For whatever reason, I feel like this team, ever since Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch came together, they've kind of been, like, overhyped and, like, gotten this credit where they've done nothing. I, I do actually like. I think the roster is decent, but I, I I'm just I get very annoyed by this this like everyone hailing young Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. They've done nothing. I think they went <laughs> seven and nine, and they went like six and ten. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on here? So it's still only been two years, and they did not inherit a good team at all. But I do like this team, but I'm not as high on this team as I think a lot of people are. Um, yeah, that's just how I kind of feel about them. I'm, I'm with you on this. I mean, they've got they've got the talent. You look at the roster. There's some pieces there. Mm-hmm. Um, they went four and twelve last year. I see them going okay. like eight and eight. Um, they've got a tough. Mm-hmm. There's a stretch where they're in the first eight games they play five road games. I mean, that is that's, that's tough. Tough. Yeah. Yes. That's tough. really tough. So the schedule is not great. There's some winnable games there. I have them going eight or nine probably, but the linchpin to the whole situation is Garoppolo for me because you don't know what you're getting there yet. You don't really know what you're getting in Kyle Shanahan yet. He could be very overrated, but he's also overrated. Yes. (laughs) I'm not a huge Kyle Shanahan guy. I I usually seem to hate on all the ex skins coaches. Um, (laughs) He was a good coordinator for us. 2012, obviously he was amazing with us when he had Robert and I was going nuts on everyone but uh, he refused to run the ball when he's up 28-3 in the Super Bowl I can't get over it <laughs> I can't get over it you're it's up 28-3 run the fucking ball Kyle I, I just he pisses me off in ways I feel like he's got this arrogance about him and he gets this praise that he just doesn't deserve in my opinion so maybe that is why I hate on this team a little more than I should um, I've got him still winning 7-8 to eight games but We'll see. I I don't really love Garoppolo's weapons. I think Debo will be a good player, but he's still a rookie. I think he's gonna be like a Pierre Garçon. Honestly, I think he's just gonna be like a tough, yeah, wide receiver runs really hard with the ball. But but we'll see. I think they're a seventy-eight win team. I do like their defense. Yeah, defense is set up nicely. I like George Kittle. Um, yeah, they, Kittle. They sure. could. They'll start off the season probably two and zero because they got the Bucks and then the Bengals. So you build a little bit of momentum, but then you got Steelers yeah. by, and then you come back against I think like the Rams or something. So tough, tough schedule. But I think there's eight or nine yeah. good wins in there. I got. I them do at- like the uh, Tevin Coleman addition. That's a good addition. Yes. Also, I I marked him down. That is a good point. Very good addition, I think. Yes. Um, and they didn't really lose much either. So I mean, yeah. they lost Cassius Marsh like. Okay. Yeah. The dude's Pierre, best Pierre yeah. That's true. The Cash Marsh is best known for having crosses on his cheeks. Like that's about it. Um the Seahawks were probably my most the team that gave me the most trouble because I mentally because the League of Boom, the team that we knew back in the day when they were dominating is not there anymore. Yeah. But they always seem to just scratch out wins. And they are the hardest team for me to get behind because I'm like, they're not going to be good. And then every year, they win like 10 games. And it's like, what is going on? Um, I'm sort of in the same place this year. Like, I'm going to give them second in the division because I think it's stupid to go against them just because they seem to edge out wins. And the, the schedule is decent for them. But this is a team, once again, where it's like, I look at the roster, I go, I don't really know how you're going to win 10 games or 10 or 11 games. Yeah, me neither, but I'm with you in all your points there. It's just Russell finds ways to win. 
I don't love the team. I like Tyler Lockett on offense as a player. I mean, they but they lost Doug Baldwin. I'm not. I'm not. I gotta see DK Metcalf. Um, yeah, I, I, I gotta <laughs> see. I like where he ended up in Seattle because, in my opinion, for my you know untrained eye watching Seattle on Sundays, they're not exactly like you know a rhythm, you know, timing offense like Russell extends plays. I think that'll be good for DK because I don't think DK could run precise routes. It's a good so, point. Yeah, I, I think where he is could be good for him. But yeah. I, I got to see it before that. I mean, their defense is okay. They have the best middle linebacker in the league, Bobby Wagner. But yeah, but yeah I'm with you. They're, they're going to win 10 games. I, I, I don't see how, but they will. <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, I don't understand how they're going to do this because you lose arguably one of the better safeties in the league in Earl Thomas, yeah. who obviously was injured. But that's a big loss for this team. Justin Coleman. There's some Frank Clark, Mike yeah. Davis. You know, the running back situation has been interesting there. It seems to always be banged up. But they just... Oh, it's a different guy. It's like kind of New yeah. England type. It's weird. Yes, very much New England type. But they just win games. Um, and you're right. Russell, listen, that's a very good point. DJ Metcalf, we know he can't run... He can't change directions. Um, he's changing directions as quick as a U-Haul making a fucking U-turn. Um, <laughs> but he can go down the field. And if Russell Wilson extends some plays, that's some... That's some 50-50 balls you're throwing up against a guy who can go get it. He's big. He's fast. So that's a good point. They're going to find a way to win 10 games, but they gave me some struggle because I was sitting there like, God damn, how are they going to do this? And they're going to do it somehow. <laughs> they'll, do it. they'll figure yep. it out. They will. <laughs> they'll edge it out. Now the most fun. A little bashing time. The Arizona Cardinals. Ooh. One of the worst football teams I think I've ever seen on paper. They oh had the biggest problem of an offensive line, and they really did nothing to fix it. Like, they did nothing. Absolutely nothing. If the plans to get Kyler Murray killed, they are going to succeed in that, I think. This team is bad. This team is really bad. Um, I mean, the, 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 like you said, the line, the, the offensive line is just putrid. Um, I think Christian Kirk is a nice piece. <laughs> I'm looking for anything. <laughs> but... <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald Larry Fitz finally is showing his age I mean finally so, yes and, that, and he that's a perfect excuse he's been dominating for years but he's just not what he Kellerman was Alex was like maybe he'll get into the hall yeah of maybe based on longevity okay that's okay. <laughs> yeah. way to stay relevant there Max uh, <laughs> and then they have David Johnson and I think DJ's a good player but the, but the line the line can't do anything um I think Johnson will have a better year than last year, um, injury-wise, just because you know he's got another year of health. Um, new coach and running backs always do well with mobile quarterbacks, so I think he'll be better. But this team is not good. <laughs> no, and they went with the coach. They went with a very risky coach here because yes, yeah, he's great offensively, but he didn't do well in college. He didn't and, win. <laughs> yeah, he didn't win, and you're already risking a lot bringing college coaches in. They often do not work because the personality does not fit with professional athletes. You can't manage them like you manage an 18- or 19-year-old. So, See maybe, Chip Kelly. Yeah, Chip <laughs> Kelly for sure. Greg Schiano. Yeah. I don't know how that went down. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's a risk. I mean, maybe he's the personality that didn't fit for college but fits for the NFL, but that's a risk. And then you just don't have an offensive line. Like, you went out and you got Sweezy, who really hasn't been the same player since he left Seattle. And you drafted guys late, but they're rookies. Now, you drafted them for good offensive line schools, Oklahoma, Wisconsin. Um, I do think that there's some potential there. But they still got to develop. And you got a quarterback that's to develop who's going to get his head taken off of this. Killed. 
it's like, small. Yeah, it's small. You did nothing. You went, okay, what was our problem last year? Oh, we didn't have an offensive line that could block. Rosen got killed. So let's get a mobile, smaller quarterback and build no line and really not give him a whole lot of pieces. Like, this is not going to go well. <laughs> yeah, not at all. It's, it's unfortunate. And on defense, I mean, their best player wants out, Patrick Peterson. Yep. <laughs> they want to play there. And their back in their schedule is brutal. They go Rams, Steelers, Browns, Seahawks, Rams to finish out the season. Oh, they're going to lose all five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might, might scrap together three wins this year. They may. They may want to, they may just want, you know what, let's rest Kyler after week nine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's Shut him down. <laughs> oh. This is a bad team. Very bad team. So that's where we have them. (laughs) Rams one, Seattle two, because they're going to win 10 games. Uh, 49ers, man, mind block there. Three, and then the Cardinals, really, they should be, what's it called, regulated in uh, soccer? Like, we should bump it down. Yeah, relegated. They should just relegate now. (laughs) They should. Send them to CFL. Yeah, send them to the XFL. Well, yeah, we just just completely agreed on our uh, rankings there. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I didn't know how the middle was going to go, but then again, once I, I actually thought you were going to do Niners uh, second. I, I had a moment, but I was like, I can't go against Seattle. They always squeak out 10 wins. Always. <laughs> They're old faithful, old reliable. Old faithful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty, that does it for that preview. We got to kill some time, so we are bringing it into the big board season. New little segment for us. We're going to start easy, do a top three this week. Normally, it'll be a top five, hopefully, depending on the category. We're starting this week with superstitions because as fans, at least I am a crazy person, um, you find yourself in a game where you're standing on your head and you can't move anymore because they just scored two goals or did something else. So that's where we're at. Uh, I will start with my number three power ranking. That's clothing option. I will wear the same clothes for a week straight if my team is winning in a series and continues to win. I'm talking. Will you really? Oh. I am not that way. (laughs) Not to work. But I will come home. I'll put on. Well, I don't wear boxers when I'm home in my shorts, but I'll put on the same socks. I'll put on the same T-shirt. I'll put on the same shorts. Everything. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. I'm, like, not an overly superstitious person. Um, my teams have sucked since I can remember, so I don't think what I do is going to name change from sucking. Um, <laughs> when the Caps had their run, the one good moment I've had in my 26 years – um, but the Caps had their run. I will say every single time the Caps had an elimination where they a game where they could eliminate their opponent because we went 4-0 in all elimination games, holler. Um, <laughs> I happened to order a thin crust pizza with pepperoni and mushroom. I did it the whole way through, and we won every single one. So that was a superstition I had, and I'm not a very superstitious guy, but I couldn't stop doing that. Yeah, what's – it, you're, you turn into crazy people when there's yeah. lots on the line, and you're just like, I can't break the cycle. What if it is? What if the cosmic universe, I actually have power yeah. here, when you have none? <laughs> okay. There's a few more I, that I'm actually pondering about that I can actually think of that I yeah. do. The shorts get a little smelly towards the end of the week, if, and I won't wash them. Like, I'll just wear the same shit all the way yeah, down yeah. to this. Yeah. That's crazy. Number two, seating position. That that's, was going to be mine right there. I have lost blood in my foot almost. Because I am squeezing down on, on an awkward tape, awkward angle on my table, not able to move until the end of the game, or the break comes and I can go pee or something. Like I will not move if they start playing well and I'm sitting a certain way. Oh, so you mean your position in your your in your seat? 
Yes. Oh, really? Okay, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I've had like indents on the inside of my foot because I was sitting a certain way and applying pressure on a table and I just couldn't move. (laughs) That's nutty. See, when I think of seating, I'm thinking of where like everyone's sitting. Oh, I'll do that too. Yeah. 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 So like say halftime comes, everyone gets up and, you know, fucks around and then everyone sits back down and people are in different spots. If it's a game, I don't care about whatever. But if it's my team and everyone's in different spots, I'm like, and my team's winning. If we're losing, I don't care. You can sit wherever the hell you want. But if we're winning, I'm like, no, 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 no. Everyone get back to where you were. Like, if we start losing, I'll actually switch it up. Of like, oh, that I will do too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it's like, now say we're losing at halftime, which is more common with my sports teams. Um, I, everyone can just sit wherever they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets it gets crazy in here. And, I'll, and my poor girlfriend, I will make her do it too. If I like, if we're rooting for the same team, I'm like, now you can't move. She's like, no, you're crazy. Don't move. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Uh, don't move. Yeah, my first one and my most powerful one up until this year is if I have a team in a championship situation or an elimination game, I will drink Sam Adams. I'll buy it from the same place. I'll open like a beer an inning or a beer a period or whatever. I'll start ripping the tab left to right around. I shit you not, when I have done this, we have never lost up until the Stanley Cup. There was a game, that Patriots game against the Falcons. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I root for them. I was not doing it before halftime. What do you think I did at halftime? I ran out, I grabbed Sam Adams, I came back, <laughs> and I started drinking them. It worked up until this year. It finally got broken. But that was my number one superstition going forward. Or, uh, that's a good time. one. That's yeah. an interesting one. That's pretty crazy. And <laughs> I, that's, I actually like the idea, I mean, unless, you know, as long as you're walking or Ubering or if you're sober, you can drive. I like the idea of, you know, running out during the long-ass Super Bowl halftime that I don't care about, that I just sit through and hate yep. I immediately was Smart like, I Good I have, yeah, I haven't drinking a thing, running to the corner store, coming back, let's go. Nice. And what had happened? Greatest comeback ever. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe not yeah. the greatest comeback ever. Oh, it's up there. One of the best ones. That's up there. You're welcome, New England, all because I went <laughs> out and got some shit battles. <laughs> oh, all right, well, those are my three. Do you have anything else to add, a little final thoughts or superstitions or anything? Uh, I got no superstitions, but final thoughts. I recently, now, first of all, I recently started rewatching The Sopranos. Ooh, fantastic. Um, I, my initial viewing of this show was like, I, I was like, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. I'd watch it with my mom and dad. Good parenting. Um, <laughs> so I'd watch it with them. And I didn't know what the hell was going on, so I don't really remember any of it. So I'm basically, like, newly watching The Sopranos again. Oh, my God. It is so fucking good. I've been watching for, like, three nights so far. I'm already on like, halfway through season two. I oh. mean, it's so, it's so good. Easily the best intro ever in a show. Definitely up there for sure. Oh, yes. The intro and the show itself, obviously, is up there. But that intro is best ever. Yeah. There was a point, it was like the year, year and a half out of college, I decided to kind of like rewatch. I didn't finish, I finished it in like high school, college, and then I decided to rewatch it on like the Saturday nights. I didn't go out or whatever. I'd like start drinking some whiskey, smoke, go smoke a cigar, watch some Sopranos. Great, great show. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> Absolutely lovely. And um, my mouth has just been terrible. It just <laughs> rubs off me. Hey, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Good times. <laughs> um, I got one final thought. I uh, I don't usually support this sport, but this weekend I did. Bare-knuckle brawling or boxing or whatever the fuck it is. I think it's ruthlessly dumb. But Pauly Malinaggio, or whatever the hell his name is, annoys the living daylights out of me. Because I think he's been a washed-up boxer for a while. The whole, like, Connor didn't get him. Yeah, right. Well, 
the two-time champ got beat by a subpar MMA fighter in uh, Artem Larbar. Or, fuck, I just fucked up his name. <laughs> Artem. Yeah, he's McGregor's sparring partner. Could not have been happier my entire life. I, I was, I bet Artem, great upset. I saw it coming a mile. I, I didn't even know that even happened. Yes, Paulie in his interview, he was like, he only touched me once. Meanwhile, he had like five cuts all around his face, just gash marks. Like, yeah, he hit you with one punch, bud. That's well, why you I remember got- he was lying about when he sparred with McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> And then the video came out, and we're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So I was streaming that at the bar on Saturday, just going crazy as that was going on. It's a different – it was a dumb aspect anyway because boxers, don't get me wrong, they're tough, but they're not MMA wrestler toughs. And when you're no. fighting a sport where there's no gloves, just a thin taping, and then your bare knuckles, like the mindset is completely different. I had a feeling he was not going to like getting punched with just knuckles, and he didn't. He was backing away the entire time. While the other guy was charging, it was phenomenal. <laughs> so that was my only final thought: is thank God we don't have to listen to Paulie anymore. Yeah, he is annoying. Super annoying. Yeah. All right, all right. that's all I have. But uh, we'll talk to you later. Peace. See ya. <laughs>